everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rise Podcast where you get to hang out with us and be our best friend for like an hour. Uh, I'm Kyle Bautista with my co-host Johnny and today we have a special, special guest. We have Ryan who was a leadership resident. Now he's in more of a permanent position. We're going to ask Ryan some really interesting questions. Um, he's an interesting guy and I really appreciate you for coming on. Do you want to speak a little bit about, I don't know, introduce yourself maybe Ryan? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Ryan Knopwood. I was in the leadership residency program. I'm, I'm a cohort ahead of Kyle. Um, so I did that for almost two years and now I'm a program manager in uh, Lodi, California and uh, also in uh, Stockton, California uh, for Adventist Health. And yeah, I'm a big fan, really big fan uh, of the podcast. I listen to it frequently um, and I'm happy to be up to be a guest thanks for thanks for having me uh on guys no problem bro ryan was just telling me he was like um i was like oh hey ryan my name's jonathan he's like nah dude i already know you <laughs> it's like i listen to the podcast so much that it feels like i already know you i was like that's great we need yeah. see people like people like ryan is the reason why me and kyle do this every single week <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep gotta keep the supporters bro this is this is so true. All right, so Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about what you do uh, as a as a job? Yeah, I guess, sure. Like, what does it entail? Yeah, so right now I serve as a program manager in regulatory licensing and accreditation for. Uh, I guess it's what's called the 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 uh, like you know quote unquote is the San Joaquin County, mm. and I'm I'm sure you guys have heard of surveys that go on in in the hospital i'm Mm -hmm. i'm literally in charge of surveys um when surveyors come whether it's cdph cms the feds so (laughs) oh wow you know there was actually a person that came in uh intern um into the quality department which is where i where i live um and they introduced themselves to me and then my boss was like here's ryan short answer ryan deals with anything government related for the hospital (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. So I deal with anything that has to do with like surveys and, and government. I also prepare the hospital for those surveys. Um, and I also um, work with um, helping the hospital be compliant, whether there's findings regarding any surveys uh, that the surveyors find. So that's like the short answer to the long answer question <laughs> of what I do. I mean, there's a lot of day-to-day. It's kind of hard to say like what I do from a day-to-day perspective some people have asked and it's really hard because every day is just a a different thing so it's pretty busy pretty busy right now did you feel did you know you're going to go into this role or is this something that you've you've known you've wanted to do um since you were in college or like what were you looking to go into so that's an interesting question so um after college i wanted to do definitely something in the medical field because, you know, when you go come from an, an Adventist background, right? Uh, it's kind yeah. of just in your blood, right? To do something in, <laughs> in the medical field, whether that's be like a clinician um, or help the clinician. So I always knew that I wanted to do something like that. And, you know, being Filipino, nursing did cross my mind. I have two sisters that are both <laughs> nurses. Um, my brother's a clinical lab scientist. I'm the odd sheep in the family where I didn't do anything <laughs> clinical related. I decided to do something more business related, but I stayed in healthcare. Yeah. Um, and in my undergrad, I was actually trying to be a physical therapist. I did all the pre- oh, wow. I was accepted to Loma Linda. 
Um, and then right what you were accepted to the PT program and you didn't, yeah. you decided not to go. Yeah, I decided not to go. Um, wow. The summer before I I started, I took, you know, I decided, I was like, you know what? This is a really big commitment, and I, I need to find out if I really want to do this. So I mm. spent the whole summer working at a PT clinic and okay. being what they call rehab tech. Mm. So I was actually doing all, like, the physical therapy and everything like that. And Man, it's a lot of, like, lifting patients and, you know – um, a lot of physical work on the physical therapist themselves. So I was like thinking, when I'm 50 years old, I'm yeah. going to do physical therapy. Like this is like <laughs> this, is, this is no bueno for you know longevity. So I, I also found like my passion was like actually running the clinic mm. and really helping the director of rehab, going to meetings and and doing the business side. So I rescinded my uh, acceptance to Loma Linda that fall, and I was like, man, I really need to figure something out. Wow. So I spent the next year still working in the PT clinic, doing more of the business side, and then um, figured out, you know what, I'm just going to quit my job. I'm going to find an MBA program because an MBA program is mm. something that, you know, um, would equate to me getting my footsteps into um, corporate healthcare because mm. I had I had a health science background. There was no way I was going to get in um, <laughs> as it was. And I, I find, found out that Loma Linda had a MBA program. So I put all my eggs in one basket. I took my wow. GRE. I applied to that. And I didn't know. I quit. And then I quit my job. My, my, <laughs> my rehab tech. I was like, I'm done with this. You guys aren't paying me enough. And, you know, I was accepted. And thankfully, you know, so that's how the story goes. And that's how I found my passion. How was, how was, how was that like, you know, because, well, you probably know if, if you listen, but like I switched hella late. So then, but then you had a completely different career, already graduated, just, and you were already accepted. And like, did you talk to your parents about it? Like, what did they think? Like, if you were already going to be accepted into PT school, I feel like they would have been like, mm, you should just do it. Yeah. So they weren't happy. They were definitely not happy. I was definitely <laughs> you know, and being, being, having Asian parents, it's, you know, it's, it's like that whole story, you know, it's, it's I'd rather them like be mad at me, but right. the worst conversation that you can have is like, you know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. And I'm that disappointed. just like gets you, <laughs> gets you in the feels. Right. Yeah. So they, they weren't too happy about it, you know? And, but I, at least I had a plan. I told them like, I'm, I'm more passionate on more of the corporate side of, of healthcare. Mm. And that's what I, I want to want to do. Um, so did I had you, a plan. I told them that I wanted to go into to get my master's in, and they were okay with that at the end of the day. Yeah. Did you do anything related to healthcare, like in undergrad or not healthcare, but like business, like outside, even just like outside of um, like your science classes, like were you doing like stocks? Were you interested in like, find, like was there any type of business thing that you were kind of like venturing into that made you curious to the healthcare aspect, like business healthcare? No, I, I, not really, to be honest, I didn't really know so many people that were on that end of, of trying to make their, their way and do the corporate side of healthcare, uh -huh. um, and the business side. I didn't really have any people that I could ask really ask questions. It was really mm -hmm. due to experience and, um, you know, yeah, I, I didn't really have all of, like, like I said, my, all, my whole family 
they're all clinicians. Like all my aunts and uncles, they're all mm. nurses, um, they're, <laughs> nurses, doctors, or some sort of, you know, respiratory therapist, yeah. whatever, you know, the, or dentists, they're all clinicians. So I, I had nobody to really ask for or, or look up to in, in, in terms of like the business side, you know, um, you know, other than, I mean, there was one person like in our church, but I didn't uh-huh. really ask her for too much advice. I just knew that, you know, if, if I was able to, make my way in, in corporate healthcare, I'd probably, you know, be very happy because they, they, they seem to really like it. So mm. where did you go to undergrad? I went to La Sierra. Went oh, you went to La Sierra, Sierra. University. Oh, nice. So, um, was, I was at La Sierra for, yeah, four That's years nice. in my undergrad. And then I did my MBA at, at Loma Linda. Wow. That's so cool. That is, that is cool. I, I can't, even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> All right, so I, uh, I know that you are training for a marathon. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, I I I'm the type of person that I'm I'm not gonna be like motivated unless I have like a lot of goals and and things are uh-huh. are put like in concrete. So I've been wanting to run a marathon uh, for quite some time, and you know I want to be in good shape, right? You know, mm-hmm. once I mm-hmm. I once we get married and then, and so having a marathon, right. Having that goal of running a marathon, it's kind of like, you know, uh, killing a bro, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just told Rose, who's my fiance now, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a marathon. I'm going to do the CIM, which is the California international marathon in mm. Sacramento. And that's in December. Oh, wow. So I told her, I was like, our wedding's in November. Two weeks later, I'm going to run a marathon. So I'm gonna, I, I figure I'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah, my boy's trying to cut for the wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a runner. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. be the first. Like, I hate it, you know, just running all the time. But uh, I think what I think what motivates me is, one, like, okay, there's a purpose to this. You know, I'm going to be in pretty good shape, too. And... The more I've like researched training and everything, like I've come to enjoy running too, because I was typically like I was a pretty active person. I, I really like to go to the gym and everything like that. Yeah. But you know, I, I haven't had enough time in the day and when I do go to the gym, it's usually like after work and it's just like so busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, like one of the that. things. It's like super busy. And with running too, is like I don't have to wait for like, you know, a bench or wait for a, you know, exactly. like a machine. I can I can yeah, how just far you... run outside. How far are you with your um, with your long days, like your your long runs? So on my long runs, I did eight point five earlier today. That I funny story. I was actually when Kyle asked me to be on this, I was in the midst of like my long run. So <laughs> yeah. Like gave him like short answers, but yeah, I'm up to eight point five. I'll do nine miles, um, next week, and yeah, all the way mm. up until I I'm I hit twenty miles. Oh, that is nice. insane. Once, once I can Cause... do twenty, then that's what they say. You you never yeah. run the whole thing, so you run to like twenty, maybe at most like twenty three, and that is then insane, uh, from there Cause... you can probably do a, a a marathon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I mentioned on the podcast or I signed up for a half marathon. So our half marathon is is on May first, and today that's we ran. Coming up. Yeah, no, bro. It's in like three. It's in three weeks. But I've been running for like the past two months, 
And like nice. today we all ran like a bunch of our friends and stuff. We all ran 10 miles, but this guy, nice. he's in my um, dental class. His name is Nathan Lee. He didn't run at all. Like before he only plays basketball sometimes. And like, he, he doesn't look like an athlete, right? He just looks like just a regular person. He, he balls up. Like he's, he's a baller. He comes in, doesn't have running shoes, puts straps on his basketball shoes, and he just runs just to run. And he just did 10 miles, cold turkey. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I've been running for like two months. And this is the first 10-mile run today. And he just comes in and just like half jogs it. And he's just like faster than me. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but that like a whole marathon is I can't even imagine because then when once you hit like the six mile, you're like, oh, that's not even half of the half marathon. But a full <laughs> marathon, like today's 10 miles, I'm like, yeah, right. that's not even – that's nowhere near half. Like that's right. – that, oh, bro. I, I – that's respect, bro. If you're going to hit I, that marathon, man. I even think same. about it, man. Like I did 8.5 and I'm like, man, that's not even – that's not even a third yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think maybe it is a third right now, but like I'm like I got a long ways to go. Yeah, that's really cool though. You know, kudos to you. I feel like marathon right now is on my bucket list, but something I haven't trained for. Like, do it. Haven't even thought about it. it. Johnny was the one that told me like, "Hey, on May first, we're doing this thing." Yeah, I probably would have signed up, but my uh, a family event was supposed to happen yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's not happening. So Kyle, you I'm should sign up for the CIM then because the CIM's in December. Yeah, do the whole marathon. See, half oh marathon my. is nothing, bro. Just do the whole marathon with Ryan. And, yeah, and they said that the CIM is like a beginner's marathon. It's pretty flat. It's downhill a little bit. Not too many, not too many like, uh, it's not too much elevation and people that qual- want to qualify for a Boston Marathon they do the CIM because it's a, oh, it's a Boston so Marathon, can... like really easy qualifier. Oh, so see if you want to do a, like a you know beginner marathon, the CIM is the one to do, Kyle. How much? How much is the sign up? Um, I think I paid. That's another thing. I didn't know marathons were that expensive. I think it was like one fifty to be honest. Yeah, oh, okay. Marathons are pretty expensive, man. It's, yeah. It's do, kinda, do I get a shirt? Yeah, you get a shirt, and I think you okay. get a medal too. Yeah, you get a medal, yeah. bro. A little nice. participation, you finish medal. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm writing this down right now as as something to do. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, CIM December full marathon, mm-hmm. bro. The times to qualify for Boston and New York and stuff are so so fast. Yeah. Like I looked it up, yeah. it's about like three. You have to run a whole marathon in three hours to qualify for the Boston for our age group. Up until like 39, you have to run yeah. it under three hours. Yeah. That is a six minute, 50 minute, like six and a half, like 650, I think, pace for the full 26.2 miles. It's crazy. Wow. <clears throat> I think I would, I, I would pop my lungs if I tried even running one <laughs> mm-hmm. and to hit, to break seven. But to consistently do that, oh my goodness. Have you seen the ultra marathon runners too? Those yeah, people one, are insane. Yeah. They go like, like 100 miles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're like a different, different. Is it like speed. fun? Like, I feel like, <laughs> like you're just running for like 24 hours straight. I just don't understand. I will hey. say you do get like a runner's high. Oh, yeah. I, I actually do experience that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was like at mile like six around that. It's just like, yeah, running is it's like weird. It's like I'm actually enjoying it. And like, I'm in a, like this, like kind of like elevated place mm-hmm. where like, mm-hmm. I, I can't really explain. It's just a, it's like a runner's high. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I've ever experienced that. 
Nah, bro. You did you feel no, it today, Ryan? It, okay, I I watch a podcast before, and so I know that Johnny knows like Kroko no, you know that anime, the yeah, basketball. Anime? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when they're in the zone. Yeah, they're just like you know, like they're like at their peak. That's kind of, uh-huh. that's that's the explanation I would give. Like you're just in the zone. You just like yeah. nothing else matters. It's just like foot to the ground. Just keep going. It's kind of tired. Yeah, you almost like forget that you're running. Like it's you're. It's like at the point where you're not really thinking about how hard you're breathing because it's just like your body has already been doing it for so long, and you just it's just you just keep going. Like there, it just really honestly feels like not that bad. And you're like, I feel good. Like this feels really good. You're energized for no reason. Yeah. But damn, maybe I need that. <laughs> Do it, Kyle. Bucket list. Maybe. Full marathon. Yeah, I won't I join you, but full marathon. <laughs> I can't do that, Johnny. Where where is this marathon happening, Ryan? It's happening in Sacramento, so it'll be outside okay. of Sacramento. They'll start like um, I think it's they said it's it's Folsom, which is a a city that's outside of Sacramento, and you run to the capital, and it's just oh, like a they oh, call wow. it a point to point race where it's there's no turns or anything. You just run from one location and you oh, keep wow. running <laughs> all the way till you get to Sacramento at the capital. Wait, that's nice though. Yeah. So you mentioned um, fiance. Let's get back to that. Sure. How how was that? How long have you guys been dating? Where did you meet? Like, just run me through the entire love story. <laughs> no problem. So um, my fiance, we met actually, which is great too. Like, we met in grad school. We actually okay. met in grad school. Um, and my fiance is actually also in. Uh, you know, the corporate business side mm. of healthcare too. Um, also working for Adventist Health also as well. Um, but yeah, we met, um, she was part of my cohort when I was, you know, um, going to school for my MBA. Um, mm. We met actually playing pickleball, to be honest. Hey. We were playing pickleball. Um, she, she, was, she was mentioning it during our class one day and I was like, what, what's pickleball? I've never heard of such a weird sport. Right. And one day I was at Drayson Center and the pickleball sounds is just so bizarre. Like you can yeah. hear them. Like I can't explain. Like it's like, it, it's a, it is a wiffle ball, but like, it's so distinct. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was hearing that. And I was like, what is that sound? So I get, went and I went to go walk over to the pickleball courts mm. and yeah, my fiance, who I at the time didn't, you know, we had no relationship. She was playing a pickleball. And so I was like, whoa, this sport's pretty cool. And so she's like, hey, you want to play doubles? It's actually more fun to play doubles. We can play doubles. You know, I'll teach you like the basics and everything like that. And so um, it was a really fun sport. I, I became like slightly addicted to it, you know, yeah. from that going forward. And I just wanted to keep on playing like mm-hmm. every single every single day. So I would go to class, play pickleball, play with her. I was like, Whoa, she's really cool. She has like a really cool, like personality and everything like that. And I would like, you know, walk her to the car, you know, try to, you know, throw a few jokes out there. Mm, You spin game. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. And so we've been together. Um, it's going on like five years now. Oh, wow. This will be the fifth year. Um, in September, actually. And um, yeah, it was just time. It was just really just time. And so um, I had it had been crossing my mind, you know, all the time um, for a couple months now. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I should do it yet. Um, I asked her parents for like permission into, you know, mm-hmm. in, in December. And then in um, December? Yeah, last December. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I asked. I went, we went down. Um, we, because we both live up here in Northern California. We went down right. to Southern California. Um, and I surprised her. I said that we were going to take some, some pictures with my family, um, with a photographer, uh, mm. because I have a new nephew actually, and we had never oh. taken any updated, you know, um, family pictures. And I told her like, you know, just dress up nicely. And, uh, I gave her no context. So she didn't even have any clothes. She had to like quickly get something, you know, from like, Target. Oh, wow. And she was like grumpy. <laughs> she was grumpy. She was, she was like, let's just take a few pictures and like let's dip. I want to go eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did it in Laguna Beach, and I actually contracted a um, the the like little picnic com- picnic companies mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. create small little picnics, and I did oh, it wow. like in a, what they call is like a boho chic kind of style. And um, I had her family there too, and they hid behind the picnic. That's cute. And then, yeah. Yeah, I asked her there, and she was completely surprised. And that's like, oh, that's cool. like that's a perfect way to do it. Like, all my all my old nephew, he we got to take family pictures. Like that's yeah. perfect because that's like because that gives the person like the reason to you know get ready and like all dressed up because we're taking pictures. Nice. All right, I'm taking notes, bro. Chic <laughs> Laguna <Johnny>. Beach picnic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so have you been like talking with her in the conversations and stuff beforehand, but somehow she like didn't get any note this time and you just asked her or is this like something that is a surprise fully? The, like going up to the, the proposal or. Yeah. Like just the proposal in general. Like, was she expecting something at all? No, she wasn't expecting anything too. And you know, my, my fiance's personality is she wants to be surprised, but she wants to make me work for the surprise. You know, she'll try to figure out the surprise. So she actually like kind of threw me, uh, threw me in for the loop. Mm. And she asked me like, out of the blue, like, Hey, are you going to propose when we come down? I was like, I got scared. I was like, did she see something? She did she check my email? Did she like check my text or something? I was like, no, no. I like I told you, like, I don't have any money right now. I, I really don't have any money. Like, I can't buy a ring. So I tried to play that off. And then I actually got scared. And I asked my sister to call me mm. and pretend like she needed some money that and I had to like give her a large portion of money. Oh. So she actually called me and it was like this whole fake thing where she was like, Hey, I just need to borrow, you know, this amount of money. And yeah. It really threw her off because it was like a, a it's a large enough money that that could be like enough money for a ring. And right. so, you know, then that, that's that, what that, that was buried. That was buried. So yeah, that's what family's for. Dude, that is that is pretty that was pretty well thought out i can't even oh i gotta start thinking bro that's that's all i that, i gotta start i gotta start playing kyle kyle jumped the gun he got in there yeah. popped the question now it's my turn you know we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. we'll see how was yours kyle like how can you give me it some was really good yeah um i got mine wasn't as a surprise as yours was i think because Jocelyn and I have been talking about it for a while. But I did, like, go through the motions. And 
this is something I didn't realize until I got a ring. Those boxes are kind of big. Like, they're not going to fit in my skinny, skinny <laughs> jeans pocket. Yes. You know? So, like, yeah. I needed to... I went on Amazon and looked for, like, a slim opening mm. um, box so that it could look kind of like a wallet. Because, right. man, it like, the ring box is, like, this big. Like, of right. course, you're totally going to see it. And that's something that I, d- I didn't expect would be a problem. Mm. But, um... But yeah, so we went to Bodega Bay, which is like an hour and a half away from here. Whenever Justin comes, we try to go to a national park or something really scenic. Right. And so that's what we did. Um, you know, we 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 went. I I don't think it was too out of the ordinary for us to go to a place like that, as she thought. But I was a little more pushy with the schedule than usual. I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, like let's get to this point. One of my roommates, I actually um like from college i had flown out here and he uh he filmed it and took pictures and stuff and so he nice. i hid him um he came in like that he flew in the day before and jocelyn had no idea that he was here mm. and uh he gave me like he dropped location pins and was like hey i'm gonna be right here you stand right there um and so we kind of had like a stalker following us while we were going up this area <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was super sus like hoodie backpack telephoto lens so i don't know i don't know how she didn't notice that but yeah that's that's what it was and you know we um we went to this cliff area and i just got on one knee and asked the question i too ryan asked her parents in december so i think that's wow look at you guys interesting yeah did she cry did jocelyn cry no no i don't think she cried she maybe like started tearing up but she forgot everything i said because it was in the moment yeah so like i had this whole speech and stuff prepared uh i said it and she didn't she didn't remember it she was like about time kyle (laughs) it's about time we got married (laughs) did you prepare a script ryan i i did and here's the thing like i and i think kyle can probably probably relate it's so nerve-wracking for at least for me (laughs) Like, my heart was, like, pounding, like, <laughs> this is it. Like, uh, I'm asking, you know, this woman to, to marry me. So I had this whole speech. I had it, like, memorized in my head. And, no, I just threw that out. And I was just, like, you know, <laughs> said things from the heart, you know, impromptu. Nice. And, that, is, that is beautiful. And um, she was really happy, too. And I, I can't even remember, to be honest. But, I, I, I had family record and everything. So I should I should. That's really cool. Has, have uh, you? Oh, go ahead. Have you had a hard time finding venues? This is just a random um, question. Yeah, I've had. A, we had a hard time finding venues. We recently secured one. It'll be in SoCal just because our our family is all mm-hmm. down there. But that, that that's another difficulty um, as well. Trying to plan something that you're not, you can't just like be minutes away from it in, in mm. close proximity. Um, but yeah, we, it was, it was kind of difficult because, um, there's a specific style that she wanted and we wanted and the venues were, um, either one too expensive or two just already booked. So, yeah. um, and they, they were telling me that the reason was because of the whole COVID. It's, yeah. Everyone's everybody wants to now get married. So all the venues are just getting gobbled up now. Yeah. Do you guys think like. Now that you guys are engaged men, did anything, does your relationship dynamic change from being like, oh, it's my girlfriend or like now it's like fiance. Did you guys know, is there anything different now that you guys are engaged? 
It was like yeah. another like second phase of that honeymoon. Like, oh my god, we're engaged and like doing all these big boy things and anything like that, or is it just the same? It's pretty much the same. I'll let Kyle go first. What do you What do you think? <laughs> you guys gotta be careful when you. You guys gotta be careful when you answer. There's only one real answer. Um, honestly, for me, I don't think so because I always thought um, of her as like in my future. Right. So personally not really i mean there is added excitement but when everybody mm. asks like oh is anything in your relationship changed not really because jocelyn and i are like pretty tight like i'm pretty open with telling her about how i feel you know yeah. about like emotion wise and future wise mm. but man i like i've been telling johnny this i've been telling my friends this i just sit down and i'm like this that was such a big boy move <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i like sit down i'm like what am i doing but um but yeah that, that that's how i feel yeah for me i don't think anything has changed um other than you know it's just a it's just a little you know title change now it went from you know someone that i like to girlfriend to now fiance right um and same thing i just on the other end i just couldn't imagine life without this person so mm. um if i can't imagine life without this person then i need this person to walk life with Mm. and so mm. um yeah it's been it's been quite the journey and and now it's going to be a lifetime journey too but I, i'm excited for it i can't think of any other person um that i'd want to you see that, that Kyle, see that that answer is the best answer <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't I live without this woman because <laughs> like nah, nothing's changed <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking notes for for the next podcast uh-huh. <laughs> the next one. yeah I, I will say though that when we do get into our little bickers and, and our mm. argues, I'll, I'll like sometimes just like joke and I'll be like, you know what? My ex girlfriend wouldn't let me do this, but my fiance won't let me do this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She's okay my okay. ex girlfriend. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just yo. funny. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, Ryan, what kind of conversation are we have right now? <laughs> it's just uh, like, there is. There is this show on Netflix that popped up. I think it's like top 10 mm. this month or something called The Ultimatum mm-hmm. um, where I think someone says like, hey, I want to get married, but the other person isn't so sure. And so they end up dating other people for like uh, three weeks or a month or something. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw that, I was like, this is such a bad idea. Like people are yeah. going to want to watch this, but <laughs> this so is toxic. So- <laughs> I know. Yo, Diana like texted me. She's like, oh, I was like, what are you doing right now? And she's like, I'm watching this show. And then she was like, it's called The Ultimatum. And, and she loves she loves The Bachelor, right? The Bachelor, The Bachelor. She like fiends or things like that. And then so when she was telling me about this show, I was like, this is so toxic. And like she's watching this <laughs> and she's like explaining a little bit of what's going on. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. It's basically, it's essentially you're going there le- like, and like agreeing that you're going to cheat on your significant other and like live with and date other women or other men and then it's like oh will you marry me like it's just a weird concept but then she texts me like a couple hours later she's like she's like almost caught up i think she has like one episode left um and she was like i'm so glad our relationship is not this toxic like some of these people shouldn't even be together like it's just so bad i was like yo yeah i mean entertainment's weird i guess it's gonna get views though because it's a pretty interesting idea 
But my thing was, is like, I'm engaged now. I would not want to go through this. Like, <laughs> as soon as I saw the ad, I was like, no. <laughs> do you see anything for this, Ryan? Like, do, do you know about the show? No, I, I don't know this about the show. I think I saw a trailer for it. Um, I actually, have you heard of the other one that was Love is Blind? It's like the other yeah. one where it's nobody, like there's, you never even see the person and you just uh-huh. basically connect via your conversations and basically dmcc meaningful conversations so rose mm. and i watched the second season of that that was the first season that we watched the second season and we thought that was pretty good it was pretty interesting too that was interesting so it's not toxic if you're so if you're looking yeah. for that you know like you know kind of dating and <laughs> yeah. marriage kind of reality the show not, without the toxicity <laughs> then maybe like is. love is blind is for you where you know the people <laughs> are single and, and trying to find love yeah see that one that one makes more sense i like that i think because I, I give I give people like crap all the time, like, oh, this all this stuff is scripted. You're telling me that every season of The Bachelor, the same exact thing happens over and over and over again. Like, no. But like for the Love is Blind, I think I watched the first season with Diana. And like um that one's more wholesome because it's actually like you don't see the person. You're just sitting there talking, chatting. How how do you talk to like how do you how do they set up these interactions? I've never seen this show. It's like a they put you in a room, right? But like, there's like one side that has a door, another side has a door, and there's no, there's just like a wall in between. Yeah. But you can like talk through. It's almost like it's like Kyle. Let me give you this. It's like if you and I were a couple, right? And we're just by conversation. I get in one stall, you get in the stall next to me in the back. Yeah. And you just talk. <laughs> it's kind of like because you can hear them, you can talk, you can laugh, you can joke, um, but you you have no idea what the person looks like. And at the end of it, the idea is they propose. Yeah. Or like at the end, they I think it's like they confess like it, they get paired. So you got to choose people that you actually like or connect with. Okay. And then there's like that final reveal like um, this is the person I want to marry or something like that. Something like that. And then they, or like right before they get married, like they actually get to see each other. And then they go through like whatever trial thing and then get married. Oh, they actually get married. Well, yeah. I think that, yeah, the, the interracial couple got married. Yeah, they yeah. actually – so so it's like a group of people. It's like there's like 12 guys, 12 girls, and not everyone actually will find love and propose to each other. So only select mm-hmm. people that actually really match and vibe will actually propose. And then afterwards, that's when they get to see each other, and they actually will then begin to plan the wedding together. And so that's Without like seeing another. each other? No, no, no. Oh, no, oh, after. they can see each other. Yeah, okay. And then at the wedding it's that's the final choice of whether they want to get married or not so there's people some people that are like leaving at the altar like you know in their wedding dress or like you know in their suit and they're just like sorry i can't marry you or yes (laughs) let's get married yeah yeah to the altar that is can you imagine if you met jocelyn that way kyle i don't know i don't know i feel like i need to hang out in person similar to ryan (laughs) jocelyn and i started um by playing badminton together not pickleball yeah. but like badminton so i don't know how you can play badminton behind like a wall but true sure yeah true. i think I, I don't know i don't know if i could do that yeah i'm i feel like i'm a i'm like a connection face to face he's a uh, kyle's a visual he's a visual learner he connects <laughs> visually <laughs> They say seeing is believing, right? I know. Hey, that's what I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> Brian, did you have you ever had like 
because like this is obviously like a huge event in your life like being engaged is there any other like significant turning points in your life where you're like this is a like now that looking back in your past this was like a life-changing event that you've experienced um I mean, I, I think that this is the biggest one. I mean, um, getting my master's, that was pretty big, but I feel like this is definitely, I mean, in terms of crown achievements and, and like life-changing things, this is probably going to be the biggest one. I, I don't think like, I don't think it would be fair to compare anything mm. to like the, you know, the gravity of, of how big this event will, will be, right? Right. The proposal and the wedding. Um, maybe like the birth of my first child you know that, that will probably be like the next one right but yeah i don't think the other ones because the other ones were more like those were achievements for me this is like achievement that we're going to be doing together so those are like two right. separate categories and mm. then like having a baby right that's something that you do together so mm. um it's almost like not fair to you know say that you know um yeah me getting my mba and then and starting my professional career and and even like you know getting into the position right now a program manager like i don't think it's really that fair to say that that's that's as as big as you know proposal of marriage what about um what about like internally so is there a point in your life looking back where you could say well going through this struggle or this event that happened internally like brought me to this conclusion or like my worldview changed because of this or i became more mature because of this event anything like that that like distinctively stands out to you um it's a good question um, you know, I, I think, I think internally, I mean, the, you know, when I first started working in healthcare, mm-hmm. um, I think that was pretty eye opening. I think I had a naive view of, of what healthcare kind of looked like and, and, um, all the different kind of parts that, that went into how a hospital and a healthcare organization is, is run. So I the na- naive part was I thought that once I get my master's, you know, they could hire me to be a CEO already at that point, right? <laughs> right. And then I realized that you know that's not how it is, and people value experience more mm. than they value um, a piece of paper. Not to say that right. getting a master's is is not important. I think it's I think everybody should achieve to get some sort of at least graduate level education because mm. a mentor once told me that. You know, it's not important that you get your master's, but it's your ticket to doing whatever that you want to do. You have right. a ticket. Now, once you have that ticket, you just have to put in the work. Like, how far do you want to go? Um, but if you don't have the ticket and you still put in the work, you're not going to be able to get on the train. So that was right. like the, his, his uh, kind of metaphor for a master's degree, which I think is kind of, you know, relevant now in this in this modern age. But yeah, I was really naive into into healthcare, and I really thought that once I got a master's, you know, I could be working as you know an executive. But I and now I realize like I don't want to be at that level yet. I'll just let things you know get more experience, and then when I'm right. ready to kind of get to that point um, through you know all the experience that I've accumulated, then that'll be the time mm. that I'm ready to take that next next leap. So I'm guessing that's like your your career goal is the that CEO hospital yeah i mean i guess you could say that that's my career goal i mean i'm 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 pretty highly motivated person Mm. so um you know i don't like to think too far ahead of me so like when i was in the residency and going through all the rotations my thing was like okay 
I want to be in a level that is of high position and at least like middle management. So now right. I'm a program manager and now my immediate goal is like, okay, now I'm a program manager. I want to be a director, but um, long-term goals. Um, yeah. I, 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 my long-term goals is to be a president of a, of a hospital. Um, right. You know, and, and even, you know, this is going to sound crazy, even more, you know, I, I have even higher goals on that. Like, why can't I be, you know, the next Scott Reiner or Kerry Heinrich and, and be right. the head of the whole thing? So there you <laughs> like, go. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, my boy, my boy's gun for the top. <laughs> so my whole thing is like, you know, set your goals high and it's right. okay to have high goals. And mm. if you don't make it, you don't make it. Um, mm. But at least you have those. I'm, I'm asking so many questions, but is it was it weird because you're a manager now, right? So I'm guessing some of the your like employees or uh, subordinates, if you want to call it like that way, but like are kind of older than you, right? Because I always think it's a weird dynamic when you hear um, like the leadership residents and stuff go from being an in, like intern resident type thing, and all of a sudden like middle management or like senior management roles. Like how how is that transition? It, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I will tell you that it's definitely interesting. Um, and to me, I don't want to make anything like, or any of my staff feel like I'm, I'm, I know more than them or mm. I'm ordering them around. I want to feel like it's right. more like a team. So that's kind of like, you know, where I play. And, um, I kind of really always, um, repeat that you guys are the expert matters. I'm just helping you guys achieve you know what the team's greatest mm. potential is mm. and that's what you really need a manager for is is not somebody that knows everything and can do everything but mm. somebody that basically is able to gather the troops around and and, and uh, make them operate at their their greatest potential and their best productivity so i really play the you know a big thing for me is like servant leadership so if a leader can't you know walk the walk and and be able to do the work with um, people that are under him, then it's, mm. it's not a good sign of a, a good leader. So um, I'm always eager to learn too. And things that, you know, staff are, are working on, um, I at least need to know like how and and dynamics of, of what the work entails. So that way I can talk to it. I don't probably don't need to know like the A to Z really, really hard stuff like day to day, mm. but just like, you know, the, the high level of, of what you're doing. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my mentality. Um, it's, it's been working in the short amount of time that <laughs> it's been working. Yeah, this, that's is, good. this is something that I think Ryan does really well. Cause as soon as I got into the program, Johnny, like first day, uh, I think it was second day orientation. I met Ryan. Right. And, and, uh, they, they were pretty intimidating, but I felt like I could go to Ryan. So I think Ryan was the first <laughs> contact that I got. I was like, hey, could I get your, your number and ask you questions and stuff like that? And that's something I really appreciated about Ryan. Also, he helped set up like infrastructure um, for one of the things that I uh, like he passed down to me since he left the residency, which is setting up something called mission forums. Okay. Right. He was like really helpful with with setting that up. And that's like. That's really cool. Also, another program that we were involved in called like Connect Live um, that I was running for a while. Ryan really helped set that up. And so, you know, he's what he's saying is true. <laughs> this man's not just talking like he actually needs it. He's, yeah. he's, he's right. It's, it, it is working. <laughs> that is, that is I, I also don't like the 
I'm the type of person that I don't like the attention to always go to me. So I always defer to saying that, you know, it's, it's a team effort and I can only get so far, you know, on, on the work that everybody's been putting together. So, um, you know, Kyle's been doing a great job of taking like what I've been doing and, and uh-huh. evolving it into even a, a better process. So, you know, kudos to him. And I'm excited to see like where that goes <laughs> to also as well. How's meeting Kyle? Like, That's how, how is meeting Kyle? Like you're, you're the senior resident and somebody like Kyle comes up. He's like, Hey, uh, can I get your uh, contact information? <laughs> like, is it something you're used to all the time? Cause like, you know, like business people, they network and stuff or it was Kyle. what was like your first impression of Kyle? Um, oh, no. so, so the first impression of me and Kyle, um, it was, it was when they had their kind of like their orientation and, uh-huh. um, I actually really liked the, the fact that Kyle actually came up and, and, actually you know was seeking help and wanted some advice and everything mm. like that there was a mm. there was a good portion of his cohort that was like all right see you guys bye i'm yeah. off on my own but kyle made sure when i was walking out to you know try to get a hold of me um and actually or stayed back i think we stayed back right and we yeah. were together in the room together and wanted to ask some questions um and and then we exchanged contact information and let them know like hey if you want to talk um we can talk, you know, we can set up a time. I can give you advice. Um, you know, like, like for me, like I, I always like mentoring, um, right. other people too. And, and that's just my personality. So it wasn't so much of, you know, why is this guy asking me for my number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. like, I was, I was assuming that some people would, would, would do that. So, um, um yeah, kudos to, kudos to Kyle to, for actually, you know, taking that extra step and, actually being vulnerable and, and, and asking for, you know, advice and, and contact. Wow, Kyle. Okay. Kyle put in the business work. <laughs> right. I see you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is helpful though. Okay. Let's uh, pivot topics a little bit. Sure. Are there anything, is there anything that you do on the side? I don't know for, for just fun, like other than working out. Yeah. Other than yeah, any I, investing I'm, or side I'm, business stuff. Yeah. I'm big on investing um you know i i'm big i'm big on side hustles too i, w- I wouldn't say that you know i do too many of them um, mm. i've done uber for a little bit you know oh because wow. um, i drive a prius so it's perfect right that hey is, but, you know nice. like that's like, so nice. lodi is not a good location for uber. <laughs> <laughs> i quickly like found that out but um yeah i used to do that for a little bit because i was really big on like i'm 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 a big proponent of retire early and right. so um, I'm trying to, you know, increase my net worth as mm-hmm. much as possible in a short amount of time mm-hmm. that, so that I could retire early and actually do other stuff other than, you know, the, the nine to five. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real big on, uh, on investing. I, I have active, I use a Webull account, okay. I use a Robinhood okay. account. Um, I'm pretty mm-hmm. active on that. Um, also crypto investing. Okay. Um, so my investments are probably like 50, 50 crypto, um, 50 50 stocks um i like stocks that are probably not like what warren buffett likes i like really risky <laughs> like stocks chicks. yeah yeah, yeah. You know, okay low cap um high growth yeah that are just getting killed right now <laughs> <on the stocks. laughs> but you know they'll, they'll come back so um, those are the stocks that i like and the, the cryptos that i like too um I, I guess i like the blue chip kind of cryptos but i also like the mm more speculative kind of cryptos and uh, yeah. NFTs too. Those are Have you, so for, as far as crypto, are you more into like, um, 
I don't know, I guess NFT space or are you into like the tokens? Um, I would say that I'm more into the tokens and, and, and hear me out. I don't, it's not that I don't believe in NFTs. It's just, yeah. they're, I think, I think just like, you know, the meme coins, I think the NFTs right. will, will die at some point. Yeah. And, but I do think the utility of using NFTs has to evolve into something else, whether that yeah. be like tickets, right. Or I heard another interesting thing was that there's a whole healthcare kind of space for NFTs. Oh, wow where you could actually have your and your electronic medical record on an nft uh, or some sort of nft and, and right. you know the space that we're at is that like a really accurate electronic medical record there's always some gaps in it whether you can't find yeah. the information but having it on an nft or on the blockchain or something it's all there so you know i feel like that could be kind of some space that nfts could kind of evolve into so who knows? I mean, I, I yeah. think there's utility for it, but I think the whole art thing, I think it will just, it'll die. And, and, yeah. you know, yeah, that's why I haven't um, really been big on investing in it. I don't know if you will have spent time looking at the NFT space on Twitter, but Twitter spaces, I've sat in on like a few um, NFT stuff. And sometimes I just go in there saying, and I don't want to, you know, crush these people's dreams, but I was literally sitting on one of these and he's like, hey guys, I'm starting an NFT about my dog. Like my dog means so much to me. And I think everyone would like uh, to buy, you know, these iterations of my dog. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, like that's really cool that you like your dog, but that's, that's something that we have to think about if we try to grow this NFT space, right? Like why right. would a random person, right? Like right. the reason why, so many of the other nfts are really big is because there's hype around them maybe big people own them mm -hmm. maybe it gives you like social status but like to own someone's dog i'm not sure like if this if this if you could somehow put your dog into an nft right it, i don't know it meant a lot to you or something maybe that might be important for you personally but i don't know if it's like so utility is huge um and yeah i think that's going to be my next project i'm going to write twitter th threads about <laughs> no cap <laughs> wait ryan do you own any nfts currently no i don't own any nfts and i wish i did i really wish i did you know whether that was like gone into crypto punks or uh board eight yacht club or you know now that you can have like mutinates and things like yeah. that but, i have um, the perfect nft for you ryan have you heard of step in step in step no, in okay so step in um it's this nft okay Mind you, it's going to cost you like $700, but it pays you for running. Really? So like, oh, what? yeah, so, so this NFT, like you own, you put it in your app, it's like a fitness app. Mm. And if you equip it, it like for, for the miles that you run, it gives you money and people like earn their investment at two to three months. And that's like, they're just like normal. Wait, where's that they're money not, coming like, from? I don't know. It's this whole network. I've um How does that work? So I've I've been looking at it. I don't know. We can like talk about the the links and stuff, but it's been growing in popularity so much so, Johnny, that I joined their Discord. Can you believe that? And I've oh been goodness. on their Discord. So uh I don't own it. I'm gonna say that, but you can earn money by walking. It's called step in. Step n.com. It's literally just step n. But if we're talking about NFTs with utility, this is one of them. Um, I don't know what's in it for them, but I do know that it's pretty legit and people are actually making money. 
That's good. So, I'm, wait, I'm that is wait, money. that is kind of you said step in. I'm about to, yeah. I'm about to talk to Kyle after this. What in the world? Yeah, stepin.com. It's, I feel like uh, it, it's pretty cool. I feel like things like that could low key be just like you know those companies that are like offering like free water like an aluminum can and like the ads pay for it themselves. Like if companies like yeah. pay that company money to run their ads on the bottles, now the water's free. So I feel like would if you, if would a company pay this NFT brand or whatever money in order to promote their products while making like but you earn them right and then like oh yeah no like they're, they're sponsoring this or X Y and Z like there's raffles and I don't know that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty interesting that's more utility than whatever I own right now so <laughs> shoot bro <laughs> another. <laughs> Another thing that might be helpful for you all, if you all want to get into usable NFTs, um, is Hive Mapper. Have you heard of Hive Mapper? No. no. So Hive Mapper uh, is you can put this on like your your car, and it basically is the Google Maps of crypto. So you get paid to drive around and like oh, take pictures, yeah, of of the roads, so that you can be the Google car, right? Mm. <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, and you get paid for it, so that's pretty cool. There's just a ton of things. Like there's this other one that I saw. I forgot what it's called, but you can add like a broadcast signal to your Wi-Fi to make it a public Wi-Fi, um, and get paid for it in the NFT space because you earn their coins the more people connect right, to it. Right. So if you're in like a popular area, you know, like I was looking at some in the area here, people mm. in Napa, like who comes to Napa for NFT free Wi-Fi, yeah. and they're getting like twelve to to thirty dollars a month. Like here in Napa, imagine what you did if you were like wherever like you a city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, that's insane. So, I don't know. That's something you all could look into. Yeah, I should. I should start looking. I feel like I go through phases. You know, like I'm like oh yeah, this this <laughs> NFT is about to this is about to, this is about a rocket. Like this is this is about this is about to be the next uh, board eight club. So like I went in pretty deep on some of my nft like investment stuff my very first nft i bought got so lucky it was the merge project which is like the live like the largest living art sale in history of a living artist but at one point i paid 500 dollars for it it once it minted and the public sale was done um i think floor price was around 750 and then it dropped all the way back down to like 500 and then i forgot about it for like a month month and a half and then i checked earlier this week or like earlier last week and it's like sitting at a thousand right now so i'm like hmm, all right i'm gonna hold this piece till i die some billionaire is gonna want it <laughs> so then i don't know i was like that is that's like the first um nft so far um that i was like that's profitable I would say that I'm not losing money in, but so <sighs> what is holding you back, Ryan, from getting an NFT? Oh man. Okay. What's holding me back is the, what's holding me back is the whole, I don't know which are good investments, like which ones will be, you know, um, whether it's going to be like, you know, this is, well, the whole point of like investing or anything is that you buy something hoping that one day it'll be worth more that you invested in. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. don't know what that will be for in NFTs. Um, I understand crypto. I understand the utility for it. Um, but 
I would say that the one thing that's really getting me is that I've been burned way too many times <laughs> investing in like small cap, you know, meme coins um, at one that. point, and I just don't like that feeling, you know. Um, anymore. <laughs> so I choose to invest in things that I know might not be high right now, um, like Cardano. Right now has been right. destroyed, right? And but it's a good opportunity to buy. I do believe in like Cardano's future. So I'd rather yeah. invest in Cardano rather than investing in um, um, like NFTs. Like I think yeah. the most speculative thing that I own right now is probably like XRP because we don't uh, know like when the SEC. Right. Is, is, but as soon as, as soon as you, I, I remember reading something cause I, I was trying to buy XRP for a while, but then I needed to download like the, like some DeFi network or something to get it. Cause you can't just buy yeah, XRP can. on like coin. Base? Can you buy it on Coinbase now? No, you can't. No, yeah, you see, you yeah. buy it on like some Chinese. I I own it on KuCoin. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exchange. So yeah, no. That's why KuCoin. taxes are like is crazy for me because I have I own crypto like on probably like in my wallet and like eight different eight different exchanges. So no, know. literally. Yeah, literally, that's insane. Because KuCoin, have you ever tried those KuCoin trading bots, bro? I I've heard positive things. I've heard mixed things. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Some people I watched some YouTube videos. They were saying that if you're on KuCoin, they it's like Kyle. It's like a trade. It's literally a trading bot. Like you, you just give the, the the KuCoin, like you just sign up for that algorithm, and then they just trade for you based on yeah. certain <laughs> like certain parameters that you set. Yeah. What's their return? Some people good? say like, bro, some people are like, bro, I earn over like 300% this month on just trading mm -hmm. bot and like it just runs it for, I don't even look at it and it just trades. Oh my God. And then some people are like, ah, oh, yeah, I lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I feel like, ah, I don't know. Cause it's like algorithms, like you only flow, like you're only following like order flow and like market caps and stuff. Like you're not really following emotion. So if that's like a strict way of like trading, like only when this happens, Will I buy and this happens, I will sell. Yeah. That's insane yeah. though. Yeah. So I mean the short answer back to the NFTs is what what will I, I probably think I will be buying NFTs at some point, just like mm. not right now. And um uh, to me, I'm I I'd rather the all the speculation just die out and there will be true utility and I'm okay with buying something that's a little bit more expensive in the future, but I know is gonna be you know, making me some money rather than, you know, let me buy right now. And I feel really good about it goes up <laughs> crashing down. Right? <laughs> you know? And then the whole thing's like discords, like when Lambo, when Lambo It's like, well, nobody's going to be <laughs> no Lambo, <laughs> yeah, no Lambo. Plus you're saving for a wedding too. Maybe now would not be yeah. a good time to buy an NFT. Yeah. yeah imagine me explain to like Rose, like, Hey, for our my wedding gift, I bought you, you know, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Digital art, like, you know, whatever Inu or whatever cat thing. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm sure. Is your, um, Ryan, do you have any, like, weird hobbies? Like, are you on TikTok? Do you like to do, like, what's, like, what are the other hobbies? Other hobbies? Like, um, fun things that you like to do. Um, I'm really big on Legos. Legos. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So yeah, we do Legos a lot. We have um we're doing like this hospital Lego where it's like because we were both working out there. <laughs> so we had to buy the hospital, you know, like Lego set. So we're really big on that. Puzzles and things like that. Um, Rose is an art major, so sometimes we paint and I'm a terrible oh, painter. That's cute. Um and we'll we'll do that. Um 
we used to be really big on Disneyland. We had like season passes, but now we live oh, wow. in NorCal. So um, those are things that, you know, we like do. What are some weird things? Hmm. I don't know. That's not something I hear often, like Legos. Like, that's pretty. Yeah. That's an expensive hobby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's a painful like, hobby when you step on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. That is yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So Rose, okay, so she is an art major, but she works in finance, right? Yeah. Wait, what? How, how did, did that ha- wait, how did that happen? Yeah. I guess I should also clarify that Rose and I now work at like the same hospital. Like we were, we both made it to like Adventist Health Alumni. Mm, so nice. um Rose the same boat. She was in the same boat. I think that's also why we connected. Rose was a graphic art major. Um, she was at UCI. And, oh. um, you know, she worked at for Nestle doing, like, graphic art at one time. Um, and she just didn't like it. And so she was in the same boat of, you know, I want to do something else. Um, and But I can't. I've always dabbled and thought that I wanted to do um, mm. the corporate side of healthcare. But how can I get into it, you know? without any any traditional business degree so that's why she did the mba program um and and that's how she started her career in healthcare and she just went in the finance side i decided to do something that's more you know like operations and project based and you know i i've honestly been chasing her across california like after grad school (laughs) we finally made it made it to like one place at, at Lodi. So Wait, that's nice. That is yeah. nice. That's hey. a blessing. That's that's the dream. Claps to Ryan. Cla- did claps it. for Ryan. Claps <laughs> for Mr. Ryan. We'll all get there guys. <laughs> that's so interesting though. You switched from like health science, now you're in uh clinical administration. She graphic arts, like gra- that's crazy to mm. finance. That's really cool. Hey man, that's what you know. Gen Z's like though. We don't, we yeah. Have to, like you know, not be committed to one thing, <laughs> not be committed, and, and not be told what to do. So and, you know, I, I don't. I think we we connect with a lot of people out there, right? Right. You ever, yeah. You always hear those people that like, hey, you hear about Bill? Bill no longer works here, and he owns yeah. a pool and he's fishing or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, that's just it. Well, it's Ryan. Deep. Thank you so much for, you know, like taking time out to talk to uh, Kyle and I. Is there anything like you want to leave with people that might be listening? Any advice, any tips on changing careers or different things like that? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that, you know, in, in terms of like finding what you want to do, I think um, you should give yourself a lot of time. I think right now we're in a society where, you have to finish within four years and know what you want mm. to do. And then after that, you have to go into either your career or go into grad school and then figure out what you want to do after that. Everything is mm. set on you know that timeline. And we kind of frown upon people that don't finish in that timeline. But um, I'd rather say that people, you know, take the time to figure out what you want to do. Do a couple of different things that you're interested in and mm. really find what you're passionate by taking the time. Because this is a lifelong commitment, you know, work. It's probably the, one of the most or the longest things that we're ever going to do in our life rather than mm. other than sleep, you know. But, um, yeah, just take your time to figuring out what you want to do. Once you figure out what you want to do, then just become an expert. Just become, you know, a, 
completely engulfed in 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 that and then make that you know your craft so that's my tips wow thank you so much ryan guys you heard it from ryan if you're trying to be successful be like ryan (laughs) 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 thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed your time here today um you already know dude you like like the episode um comment you know you can always hit up me and kyle and you know we'll probably drop uh right if you can text your socials or anything you know that you want to leave with kyle then we can put it up on the episode but other than that thank you guys for spending your monday morning with us monday evening whenever you listen